This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor. And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. And as always, we're coming to you from the spiritual and soon-to-be financial capital of the world. Jerusalem, Israel. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron, lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check in on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com. You can be sure to follow me on both LinkedIn and Twitter, and be sure to subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. It is my honor to introduce today's guest. Today's guest his name is Zeb Stubb. He's a friend, and he's also the Jerusalem Post's business reporter. Prior to that, he found and founded and managed Django, the famous Django. This is the face of Django. Nobody really knows what, what, what Zeb looks like, but this is Mr. Django, which was a very popular Jerusalem-based online community, which he then sold in 2019. Uh, Zeb hails from Chicago, Illinois. He lives in Jerusalem with his wife and three children. Zev, welcome to the show. Thank you, Aaron. It's good to be here. You were uh, very useful consulting me with some of the economics of that Django sale. And what are you talking about? People recognize, recognize my face. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever you say. Um, so I'd like to speak to you. You're the Jerusalem Post business reporter, which is pretty cool. And the first thing I'd like to speak about, we spent a lot of time speaking about uh, Corona or COVID. I don't know what, what the difference is, but Corona, okay? And as a business reporter, I'd like to know first, how Israel sort of economically um, is coming out of Corona? So right now, we're, the, uh, we're coming out very quickly, actually a lot more rapidly than planned. Uh, but I wanna just give a little background about what's going on in general. So when the pandemic started last year, so Israel developed the coronavirus uh, economic safety net plan, which put a lot of people on, on you know, uh, on unemployment or unpaid leave, were given a big economic package totaling up to as much as 70% of their original um, uh, salaries for those that were unemployed. And, you know, hundreds of thousands were unemployed throughout the pandemic. Uh, the average uh, unemployment rate throughout the throughout 2020 was about 16 percent, uh, which is very high. You know, um, so that plan did help a lot of people stay afloat. Um, but now, now we're at the end of the of May, and the situation is a lot different. You know, the uh, Israel's Israel's uh, vaccination plan has been stupendous. And we've gone from, I think we had as many as 8,000 or so uh, new cases a day. We're now at 30, 20, 30, something like that. Like in, in a certain aspect, in a certain respect, coronavirus is, I don't want to say, I'm afraid to say it, but it's kind of over here. A lot of people aren't afraid anymore. Um, but now, and now the, uh, the economy is starting to reopen in a major way. So we have a different challenge. Um, when Israel started that economic safety plan, they said, okay, this is going to continue until the end of June, 2021, uh, which gave a lot of people extra breathing room and that was great for them. But it also means that now there's a lot of people who don't have an incentive to go to work, to go back to work. 
So, you know, the, the economy started really reopening at the beginning of April or so after the Passover holiday. And, uh, you know, and things have been reopening nicely, even better, even faster than planned. Um, you know, as I walk around the streets of Jerusalem, things are packed. I mean, there's no tourism, there's no for, there's zero foreign tourists and local tourism, you know, from other cities inside of Israel is also pretty low. It's, you know, especially, you know, because of the violence we've had in the past few weeks. And school, um, people, kids are still in school, so it's hard for people, the families to travel. Exactly. So there's not a lot of tourism. Um, but that being said, Jerusalemites are out and about and it, as if almost, you know, coronavirus never happened. And the unemployment rate has been coming down faster than expected. Um, yesterday, I think, the uh, Central Bureau of Statistics said that the rate had come down to 7.9% uh, at the end of April, uh, which, it, which, like I said, from 16%, you know, so it, that's actually going down faster than expected. Um, and, um, you know, and, and that, so that's going better than expected. But there's still a lot of people who just don't have any incentive to go back to work. So what so what's going on is a lot of the restaurants and a lot of the stores that employ you know lower earning lower wage uh, people, um, they're actually really struggling because they can't find employees. Um, you know, among the people I spoke with, you know, I've spoken with, I've spent you know been speaking with a number of cafes and restaurants and stores. I spoke with one cafe owner who said he could only hire back twenty percent. Of the wow. uh, of the manpower that he needs to to operate the business, and what does that mean? That means he can't handle the uh, the business. You know, people right. come in and can't serve them properly. So that's a big problem. That's uh, that's you know, you know, really you know, hurting a lot of businesses. So I'll tell um, you uh, on a, on a personal level, my there's a new as we both know there's a new supermarket which opened up in our neighborhood. And my uh, son, my 18-year-old son, who's in the midst of his matric matric matriculation exams, as they say, uh, finishing up high school, he got a job there. Uh, and But he, he wanted to work part-time. He wanted to go in like two or three days a week. And they can't hire anybody. <laughs> so he's been working six days a week. It's really, uh, it's really crazy that, that that's the situation. And we see that all over, right? You were talking about the center of Jerusalem. My office is in the center of Jerusalem, and I see exactly what you're talking about. Everywhere you go, there's help wanted signs, uh, what have you, and it's a real, real issue. So is the government maybe even talking about rolling back some of the, some of the uh, unemployment benefits? So the, uh, the program is scheduled to end at the end of June. So that's a month away. So the good news is that there seems to be a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I did just now see a headline that it was unconfirmed that they do have a plan now, which looks like it actually might continue more of the same thing, which is making a lot of businesses unhappy. I just now saw the headline literally in the last half hour. I haven't had a chance to cover that, but uh, you know the businesses are furious because they just you know they can't now find the manpower to uh, to go on. So that's you know that's the big challenge now in the you know in the small business community in israel and in the service it, it mostly impacts i guess the service uh industry more than anything else. right you know as you know the high-tech industry has been doing incredibly for the last few months and we're you know listing new unicorns like every week or so um we, we could talk about that another time maybe but uh but uh but it's the, the you know the lesser um you know the the lower wages the less educated jobs that are that are really the ones that get, that get hit the most, 
one of the ideas that I had, you know, that was being discussed was to link further unemployment benefits with things like perhaps uh, participating in professional re-education or things, because in general, even besides Corona, there's a big problem in Israel that there's not enough quality programmers in the startup nation. And in general, there's a sense that the Israeli workforce needs to be trained more. So that was one of the ideas out there. Um, and we'll see if there's any progress on that. Okay. Uh, this is the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com. Be sure to follow me on both LinkedIn and Twitter and subscribe to the brand new YouTube channel where you get all the interviews in one spot. We're speaking with Zev Stubb, who is the Jerusalem Post business reporter, and we're speaking all things business Israel. How do you like that? Um, Zev, let me ask you a question first before I ask you the next question. Is that if anybody wants to contact you, how can they get in, uh, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, it's, my email is Zev, Z-E-V, with one V, Zev at jpost.com, from the Jerusalem Post, jpost.com. Great. That's, That's Zev at jpost.com. So anybody who wants to get in touch with you, um, should go ahead and send you an email. So um, we're past Corona, and I'd like to now sort of pivot and speak about sort of trends uh, in the Israeli uh, economy that you find. You do a lot of writing about this, and I thought we could you know, get some really interesting information from you about it. So what kind of trends do you see going on uh, in Israel in you know, 2021? Right, so right now, the, the, in general, the tech sector is red hot. And like I said, there's just so much uh, uh, investment going into you know, Isra Israeli startups uh, you know, it's, you know, they're talking about, you know, they're talking about how startup nation is really now scale up nation with, with tons of large businesses, whereas it used to be that, you know, Israel was known for having smaller startups that maybe would get sold to a multinational. Now we really are developing a, a, a fair number of very large multinational corporations here in Israel. Uh, and there's a lot of funding going into companies. So besides startup nation and scale up nation, it's also the unicorn nation with tons of companies also. Uh, just, you know, what, for the uninitiated, that. sorry to interrupt, for the uninitiated, what is a unicorn? I was about to say. So first <laughs> of all, uh, the technical definition is uh, it's a private company that has a valuation of over a billion dollars. But I'll tell you a, a funny story about that. So I realized one day as I was writing about a list of unicorns, and then I realized my fourth grade daughter loves unicorns also. She has unicorns on her backpack and unicorns on her t-shirts. So then I, the idea kind of uh, spun around a little bit and I contacted her teacher. And about two weeks ago, I gave a talk in her class about the unicorns of modern Israel. And, you know, give, you know get, giving a little Zionist education about some of the uh, really interesting technology coming out of Israel right now. And there's a lot of it. Um, another trend that, uh, that I've been noticing more, I'm not sure if, I, I don't know if other people have picked up on it as much, but I'm, I'm finding that there's a lot more longer term thinking in Israel. You know, you and I, we, many of us Anglos especially, we have a stereotype of Israel as, you know, you think about two minutes ahead, there's no long-term planning. And, you know, that's how, that's how, you know, that's, you know, maybe that's part of what, you know, the Israeli mentality is. But I'm seeing in a number of different uh, departments and different ministries that they're now 
developing like a long-term strategy. One thing I don't want to talk about right now, but is interesting is that the environmental ministry just developed a 30-year plan uh, in which to, you know, reduce coal usage and increase, you know, the more of the, you know, the ecologically, you know, responsible fuels and stuff like that. But just the idea that the environmental ministry would even come out with a plan is kind of new. You know, I, I don't think people think of Israel as having those plans. So I wanted to share uh, just a few really cool plans, uh, projects that I've been uh, fascinated by lately, uh, just to share some of what's going on in the startup nation. Okay. First one is drones. So Israel is developing uh, what's believed to be the first in the world, uh, a centralized drone network, which will eventually be able to be kind of a command center of all the different drones flying around in the whole country. I'll explain in a minute. I first learned about this actually with a story about Pizza Hut that, uh, you know, that I found a story that Pizza Hut is going to be doing delivering pizza by drones this summer. So I looked into a little bit. There's uh, one of the branches in the north is going to be involved with this pilot project. And basically he'll be, you know, you can, you can order drones from that store and, you know, and they'll deliver via drone to a nearby uh, village. Uh, now, now I'll just tell you the less cool part before I get to the more cool part. The, drones, the drone will not take it to your house. It won't, it won't knock on your front door or drop it off on your porch. What it will do is take it to, the, to a uh, parking lot you know, in, that village, in that town. And then from the parking lot, they'll have a driver there who will drive it you know, to the houses or whatever. So that's like their last mile solution for that. But what's even more interesting about that, that's pretty cool in itself. Right. But this is part of a, uh, a pilot project where Israel's decided it wants to really be on the cutting edge of deliveries. So this is a project from the Transportation, Transportation Ministry and the Israel Innovation uh, Center and a few other you know, big uh, government bodies with the goal of coordinating, you know, developing a, a viable transportation network that could be used for not just that Pizza Hut, but hopefully for thousands of, you know, stores and, you know, uh, e-commerce sites, you know, and it, so it could be that in, in three years, which is when the target length of this project is, hopefully in three years, uh, th there can be like a, a central command center that will know, you know, the location of all the different drones flying around Israel. We'll be able to make sure that they don't crash into each other and that, you know, that privacy isn't an issue and security is not an issue and hopefully coordinating all these things. And if all goes well, they want to develop a, a national drone network so that, you know, that, you know, pizzas can be delivered as well as, you know, items from one hospital to another. Um, the drone network was actually used last week, I saw, um, for um, identifying places in the road that were damaged by rockets from Gaza. So, you know, they, the drones are flying over and they would be able to spot, you know, points that were broken and they would give them information to the transportation ministry and they would, you know, go from there. Is this a, uh, is this a, like a public private um, is, it, is there yeah. cooperation or is the government doing this entirely? Or is, it, is there private sector involved in this also? Yeah, it was all a uh, tender, you know, all, all the companies doing this are companies, is mostly Israeli companies, I think not all. And, you know, some of them are the hardware drone companies. Some of them are the software drone management solution companies. And uh, putting it all together, 
And uh, basically they're doing um, like pilot pro, like every three months, I think they're doing a pilot, you know, of like, you know, hundreds of, you know, missions in over the course of two days or so. And then each one is going to get more sophisticated and more advanced with the goal of hopefully having, being able to have a full network within three years. Very cool. Okay. So that's, that's interesting program. Number one. That's interesting. Uh, interesting. Oh, that's, Top that. that's my favorite. Top that. I don't know. These won't top that. But uh, my, the next one is uh, a traffic program. So I was speaking a few weeks ago with the head of innovation at Nitive Israel, which manages like the road system for Israel, all, all the roads. And they're, they're looking into what can Israeli innovation, what can technology do for the roads, you know, to, to make sure that we're ready for the roads 10 years from now. Um, so they're doing a bunch of things. I'll just tell you some of the topics that she covered was, you know, one of the topics was, you know, if um, if cars are getting smarter and more electric. So does that mean that in 10 years, um, you know, the roads will be responsible for providing the communication, meaning if, if all the cars are going to be on 5G or maybe it'll be 6G or 7G by that time, but if all the cars are going to be, you know, on the internet, you know, sending data back and forth all the time, um, is that the responsibility of the cell phone companies, you know, our telephone and cellcom and partner going to be handling that? Or maybe that's the job of the road, you know, the road manager, the Israel, to handle. And then same question with uh, electricity. If the cars are going to be all electric, hopefully, or mostly electric, somewhat electric, um, is that also something that the uh, that the roads managers should be responsible for, you know, handling somehow? Should there be, you know, charging stations along the road or something like that? So those are questions that are being asked, and they're right now working on an interesting pilot to you know to see to try coordinating a lot of different technologies both like satellites and gps and a lot of other things uh to kind of envision what's the road of 10 years from now gonna, going to be like so there's uh that should also be really interesting uh, and then just the last project which is also pretty interesting israel is completely upgrading its uh its cloud computing system right now all of the um all of the all of the data for all the different ministries are they are located in the cloud, but it's kind of an old an older version of the cloud. I think Microsoft, developed by Microsoft. In general, it's seen as you know pretty old and slow. So the government recently uh, did a tender. Um, they want to build this gigantic. Uh, it's called the Nimbus project. That's the code name of the project, which will build a gigantic new cloud center. This is going to be also one of the biggest infrastructure projects in Israel. So th they just now, uh, they're starting the first phase right now. They just selected Amazon and Google, just won the tender. Uh, it was a 4 billion shekel tender, and they're going to be developing the infrastructure for this cloud system. And it, then there's like a few other parts, but uh, hopefully, I forget the time frame, but by the end of phase four, they want to have all of the Israel, you know, all of these inefficient, you know, uh, um, Israeli ministries, they want to have them all online on this much more efficient, um, you know, cloud server. And also, you know, just this will also benefit the entire country, both in terms of employment, uh, thousands of new people will, will be hired, you know, for this project. It'll also just increase the whole infrastructure of the internet uh, rapidly. 
Um, and you know, just financially having Amazon here, having Google more involved, there's the cloud, the cloud sphere is actually really competitive right now. Uh, so this is also a really exciting development for Israel's in internet infrastructure. Cool. Those are my things. Very, very interesting. I want to thank you for uh, coming on the show. That was fantastic. We're going to get you back uh, to speak okay. about other innovations. That's for sure. So thanks so much for being on the show. Great. Thank you, Aaron. It was a lot of fun. You have been tuning into the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn and to subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you soon.